But I do want to make this declaration and a word of correction that on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, I think that we were just really feel, I know I was, the presence of the Lord was so strong and the ministry to me. Uh, I said a name in scripture as it relates to the anointing that God has released to us. Yes the sons of Issachar. And when I said the sons of Issachar, there were several times I said Isaac. Jacob is the father of Issachar. So I just want to make sure that that clarity is out there, uh, that we understand Isaac was the father of Jacob. And there were some times, and the Holy Spirit will bring that to our remembrance, that there's something that we release in the atmosphere that needs correction. And as leaders, we don't need to not walk in that way of correction. That when the Holy Spirit brings something to our attention, yes. that we might have misquoted or we misstated, that we need to make sure that we correct that so that the people will walk in correction and not in error. So I bless God for him bringing that to my attention so that I can make correction to a statement that I made that referenced Jacob instead of Isaac. So I hope you all receive that. Yes. So 2020, the Lord has said to us, is the year of declaration, proclamation, redemption, discernment, vision, strength, and prosperity. And so what I want to do, I want to take these words that he has given unto us and elaborate a little bit on them so that we can walk in the strength of what God is going to do in 2020. In 2020, we should be able to visualize the word of God coming into full fruition. Yes. That if I release the word of God, then I should have a vision to see what the word of God is going to do as it manifests itself in my very presence. Yes. Yes. So the first thing that we need to know and understand in order to be able to declare and proclaim the word of God as it pertains to us, we gotta first receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yes, yes. And we gotta understand the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. Because what the enemy will do with you and try to use your mind to create a picture or a thought of a behavior that you may have embraced that is outside of the will of God. But you must quickly repent and say, Lord God, you know, I am who you say I am based on the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. Yes. That you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Yes. That means that the law cannot sentence against you what God has for you. Amen. What is redemption? Redemption is the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. God's plan for the redemption, redemption of the world means vindication, means absolution. So if I receive Jesus Christ as Lord over my life, yes. no, it does not give me the liberty to sin, but it gives me the power to understand that I have been redeemed. Yes. Because if you don't believe that 
you have been redeemed, then you're going to talk yourself out of the blessing oh. of the Lord God that will make you rich and add no sorrow. Yes. Yes. If you belabor the blessings of, Lord, of the Lord by going back and forth with what you don't deserve, then the enemy will say to you, you don't deserve it at all. Oh. Yes. So we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Redemption is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment. Mm -hmm. Clearing of a debt. Mm -hmm. Who did that? Jesus Christ. Come on now. He gave himself in exchange for our sins. Yes. Amen. He removed that burden off of us so, yes. so that we can gain the debt-free life. Yes. To live a life free of debt because he paid our debts yeah. for us. Yeah. That's the reason the word of God says we owe no man nothing but to love them. Yeah. That's the reason the things in which we have on loan or that we have borrowed, yeah. we should be decreeing and declaring over those things in which we owe payment that I owe nobody nothing oh. but to love them. My house has already been paid for as with my life. Yeah. If God has given me a life and has given it to me more abundantly, well, then I ought to be able to live in the abundance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What is declaration? Declaration is an act of formally or confidently stating something. Yeah. An act of formally or confidentially, uh, confidently stating something. That means that I gotta have confidence in what I say. Yeah. I can't just say it because it sounds good to you all and I want to stir up some emotion in you because yeah. if you never have any emotions based on the word of God that I give to you, oh. then that's you. But I'm going to be stirred up with confidence in my spirit, man, that if no one ever say anything to me to pro pro uh, pro uh, cause me to, to, to go forth and, and say the things, yeah. provoke, that's the word I was looking for, to provoke me to say the things in which the word of God tells me to say, yeah. then I still should be able to say it. Yeah. It's not just when I'm here on Sunday that I'm going to say the word of God, but when I'm in my house on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I got the word inside of me because I've been provoked by the Spirit of God that gives me an energy that no man can shut. Say, are you filled with the Spirit of the living God that you can confidently state that God has blessed you and made you rich and has added no sorrow to your life? Proclamation is a public or official announcement, especially one dealing with a matter of great importance. It's a public or official announcement. Mm -hmm. And I can make a public declaration today mm -hmm. as I proclaim this, I've been saved. Yeah. And I've been redeemed. Yeah. And everything that God has for me, it's for me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know that you've been redeemed, mm -hmm. then you should be able to declare some things in 2020. Yeah. You should be able to make a public proclamation of what God has done for you. When I came in today and I gave my testimony, that was a public proclamation of what God has done for me. It wasn't what I did for myself because if I was looking to do something on my own, I could not do it. But when God does it, it's easy. It's not hard, it's not laborious, it is easy when God does it. And so every time God does something, 
something for me. I'm going to make a public declaration. I'm going to announce to the world that look what God has done. I'm not boasting in myself, but I'm making my boast in the Lord. And some might say that you're being arrogant, you're being conceited. No, I am not. I am boasting in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I'm going to continuously say, won't God do it? Will he do it? Yes, he will. He will do it all of the The Hebrew year 5780 begins a new decade of 80s. The Hebrew letter for 80s is pronounced Peh. Besides spelling the 18th letter of the alphabet, Peh is also the Hebrew word for mouth. And that's the reason you got to know in your sanctified soul that you've been redeemed so that you can open up your mouth and begin to say something. See, what the enemy will do, he will bring condemnation, guilt, and shame, and he will make you feel like you shouldn't praise God like that, and, 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 and you don't have to do all of that. I'm going to do all of that and then some more. This year I'm going to open my mouth wide and loud and I'm going to shout out the blessings of the Lord. Every day that I get up, I'm going to have a confession that I'm going to proclaim over myself, over my family. I'm going to make declarations this year. And some folks might be saying, well, I've been making declarations for a long time, but this is a whole new decade. But you declare in the last decade, you're going to walk in it as this new decade. New beginning. Yeah. That means that I'm going to begin again and again and again, and I'm not going to stop beginning this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 1 and 7 it says, In Him we have redemption through the blood of Jesus, for the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. That means that the blood of Jesus it has already washed me clean. It's caused me to know that I am forgiven of every trespass, whether it is in thought, word, or deed, according to the riches of the grace of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. See, your grace can't forgive me like His grace. His grace, because see, when I look for you to forgive me, when I have to look for you to release me of the trespasses. You might hold on to some, some stuff. But see, when the Lord God does it, he doesn't hold on to anything. He put it into the sea of forgetfulness and he doesn't remember it anymore. He doesn't bring it back up. The only thing that brings it back up is a mind that has not been renewed, a mind that has not been transformed. But when your mind has been renewed because you know that you have been redeemed, you're not going to think about oh my God, I feel that right now. You're not going to think about who trespassed against you, and you're not going to think about who you trespass against. Because once you know that you have forgiven, that God forgives us also. Mark 10 and 45 says that even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That means that Jesus has covered everybody's life. So how in the world do we think that we can hold someone in bondage or in ransom because of what they have done? If the Son of God who gave himself as a ransom for us all, then who are we? That means that when we do that, when we cannot forgive, when we cannot release someone because of what they may have done to 
towards us, then we're saying that we have more power and we have the grace that is greater than the grace of the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in that state or in that position that I think that I am greater than the one that created me. Mark 10 and 45 says, I got to deal with redemption. Then we're going to go to the proclamation and the declaration. But even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 25. For I receive from the Lord that which I also delivered you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he had given and he gave thanks and he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you, you. But this is in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took up the cup also at the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the word of God tells us that in the same night that he was being betrayed, he took bread and broke it and said, This is my body.
keeping us every day from danger seen and unseen. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the redeeming powers of the Jesus Christ whom we serve rises up and present himself as a standard. First Corinthians 7, 22 and 24 says, the he who was called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's free man. Everybody in here been a slave to something. We can't turn our nose down on anybody that's in the midst of a struggle right now and talk about them and their struggles. Oh, they ought to stop drinking. Uh, they ought to stop smoking. Uh, they ought to stop doing the drugs. We don't know what has caused them to be in that place of enslavement. But we do know that the redeeming power of the blood of Jesus can pick them up. While free is Christ's slave, you were bought with a price. Do not become a slave of men. Brother, each one of us is to remain with God in that condition in which he called us. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yeah. If you're going to be a slave to anything, be a slave to the Lord God Almighty and not a slave to men. Doing what men say you ought to do. Thinking the thoughts that men tell you you ought to think. Acting like men tell you you ought to act. Trying to be a part of somebody's club instead of being a part of the kingdom of a living God. He's looking for some folks that have been freed from the power of man and are subject now to the power of God. But the problem with us in the body of Christ, we want to be connected to man and not connected to God. But I say to you today, line up, line up, because see, when you're connected with God, you won't be doing any and everything. You won't be trying to follow after man to please man, to get man approval. But God has already approved you in the belly of the love. You don't need nobody else's approval. Colossians 1 and 13 says, For he rescued us from a domain of darkness. Yes. And he transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. When I read that, I get emotional because he rescued us from a place of darkness. Yes. We are on our way to hell. Yes. We were caught up in doing all kinds of things. Yes. We were totally outside of his will. Yes. But he rescued us. He yes. snatched us from the world. Right. 
you're a son. And if you're a son, then you are an heir through God. If you're a son, you're an heir to every promise that God has for you. I find the spirit of abandonment. In the name of Jesus. I find the spirit of rejection in the name of Jesus. And I loose the spirit of the adoption of the son of the living God upon every soul in here this day in the name of Jesus. Acts 2:20 and 28 says, therefore be on guard for yourself and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer. This is for me, for you. To shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. That means that in 2020, I'm going to be watching y'all like a hawk. Yeah. I already have watch over you in my prayer life, but I'm going to be watching you like a hawk. And dare not try to stray away. For the word of God said, be on guard for yourself. Guard yourself, Deborah. But then also for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit had to draw you here and made you one overseer to shepherd this church of God, which he purchased this church, which is God. And anything outside of his will, gotta go. Genesis 1 and 1 says, now we're getting ready for the declarations and the proclamation because I think that by now you should know that you redeemed. You should have no struggles in your mind whether or not you are entitled to anything. You're entitled to everything that the Son of God say you are entitled to. So don't talk yourself out of blessings in 2020. No one should say, but I didn't know I could have. Yes, you know, you can have that. Yes. The spirit of the living God said you can have it. You can have that. Yes. Because you're not going to move by anything other than the spirit of the living God who rests, rule, and abide in you and yes. makes your heart cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, holy is your name, O oh God. Psalms 33 and 6 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the stars by the breath of his what? His mouth. The world was framed, created, just by the word of God's mouth. So if God framed the world by his mouth, then we ought to be saying something to frame something instead of trying to frame somebody else. Oftentimes we use our words to frame. I'm going to frame you. That's what I mean by that. I'm going to set you up. And the thing about it, we come to church to set somebody up. I'm going to set the servants up to go a certain way. But see, when you frame by the hand of God and by the word of God, no matter what's being framed around you, you're not going to try to put yourself in that frame. everything into the church before the spirit of the living God. Uh -huh. Yes, amen. And, and, and sometimes 
And, and I'm saying this, this is my declaration, and I've said this since he brought me here, that I cannot be moved by your faces. Amen. I cannot be moved by your responses. If I was moved by that, it would not be 10 years of me standing as a pastor, an apostle of God. But people who are moved by man's expressions and how well man received them, they are tossed to and fro. Well, they said that I needed to bring the 
when I talked to them on the phone that I needed to have this, and the guy said, well, and I said, well, do I need to get this way? It's up to you. <laughs>
You, as a son of the living God, command the world to change according to what God is showing you in the spirit. Yes, amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. John 14 and 10 says, Do you believe not that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me. Jesus is giving a rebuke to them that think they know him. Think they can down him. Downplay the anointing. See, sometimes people will try to downplay your anointing. Try to make you feel like you ain't got it all like that. I want I want the enemy to know I got it all like are one with God and you are God. And they got so mad at him, Jesus had to sneak away. They got stones. I'm not talking about little rocks that the kids throw. They got bulldozers. And they were getting ready to throw them at him. And the Lord of God tells us, if you read this chapter, that he stole away. Yes, he kept on doing what he needed to do. But the rocks may come and the arrows may fly. Know that
that you sent your apostle to say this? Oh. Yes, come on. Some of y'all got that. Y'all can floor for members since I stood up. Yeah. Oh, Hallelujah. Come on, yeah. Jesus, Hallelujah. I know those are the words of the Lord God. Yeah. You gave them to her. Yeah. And I'm receiving every one of them. Because yeah. I know for certain yeah. that you gave them to her. And I believe that you sent her today to give me this yeah. word. Yeah. 
I've done all of these great things because I'm tenderhearted and I love God and I love God's people. He strengthened me to do all things, so I'm zipping the lip. Yeah. Because, therefore, when I say, I shall see. That's the reason my lips must be zipped. Only unless I'm edifying Woo. the Lord God on the body. In the name of Jesus. Right? You can do it. I can do it. Because Christ has strengthened us to do it. Yes. Colossians 3 and 15. I'll let the peace of Christ rule my heart. Yes. There's no hurt there. There's no bitterness there. There's no anger, no madness, no animosity. There, no vengeance is there. As a member of one body, I am called to peace. And I am so thankful. Oh, yes, amen. Come on, Pastor. Wow. Colossians 1 and 10. I walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Pleasing him in all respects. Yeah. And therefore, I bear fruit in every good work. And I am increasing in knowledge of God, yeah. of who he is. Yeah. And there is so much fruit yeah. that is coming forth out of me. Yeah. Because I am one with the Father, the Son, and the Holy oh, Spirit. Yes. Yeah. And when the Lord looks down at me, he said, oh, you are walking the walk that really pleased me. And he has this great big smile on his face. Oh, this Ruby once said that she saw the Lord and he was smiling and she could see all these teeth. <laughs> when I smile and I'm really happy, you see all, I don't think I have 32 anymore, but all that I got. Because <laughs> I'm laughing from the, from the depth of my soul. <laughs> Colossians 1 and 11. I am being strengthened in such a way with all power according to his might that I have great endurance and patience with you. Check. 
Yes. Disciplined by the word of God. Yes. Amen. Psalms 68 and 19. God loads me daily with benefits. He yes. is my salvation. Daily, I wake up and he loads me with the benefits. Yes. According to his word, be it unto me, Lord God. Yes. Benefits that you, Lord God, have for me. What are the benefits you have for me today? Oh, the joy of the Lord. The peace. Yes. All of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 35 and 27. Because I am God's servant, and he takes pleasure in my prosperity. Oh, my God. It gets better and better and better. Because I am God's servant. Servant. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of the Most High God. I live in the kingdom of the Lord God Almighty. I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Now, God wants to just give me all this prosperity. That's what he said. That's so matter of fact. I want to give you yes. all this prosperity. Because the word of God said it pleases him to do it. Yes. Yes. It breaks God's heart for us to be walking around as paupers. Yes. Oh, no. Poor in heart, spirit, and in substance. Uh -huh. Having nothing but yet a hollow. <laughs> and oftentimes the hollow is not a real hollow. Like, How Jesus! I'm so broke. Come on now. Jesus. Jesus. I want you to bless me. But oh Jesus, I'm rich and you have blessed me with all things because you said that it gives you joy that for me to be prosperous. Yes. Come on, Jesus. Yes. See, we've been praying and crying out the wrong way. Yes. And I don't care about it. Never have anything. I'm going to still get blessed. Up. That's not what his word says right here. Hallelujah, Father. Jesus. He gives us benefits every day. And then he said, he takes pleasure in giving to us. Yes. And having us to be prosperous. So that we can bless somebody else. All right. How do we get to be in this place in the Lord to make these kinds of declarations? Mm -hmm. Joshua 1 and 8 says, I meditate on God's word day and night. And I am successful and I'm prosperous. Yes. I meditate on the word of God day and night. He even said that thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I won't sin against you, God. Some of us got to put the word up under our pillow at night. I mean, literally. That when the thoughts come up, and situations have tried to overcome and overtake you during your day. And you're wrestling because God wants you to have peace and to live in the prosperity of rest. Mm -hmm. Know that rest is prosperity. Yes, it is. Come on. That's the shalom of God. Yes. Nothing missing, nothing broken. So when you lay your head down at night, you're living in the shalom, the prosperity of God. That means you're not tossing and turning. Having restless nights, waking up and not knowing whether or not you even got an hour of sleep. That is not God. He said, I want you to live in the prosperity of my word, so you have to meditate on it. And if anything is stealing your rest or your peace, take out the word of God. God, you haven't given me sleepless nights and hopeless days. You haven't given me a life of anxiety and frustration, but you've given me the fullness. Oh, of your joy. Yes. 
2 Corinthians 9 and 8 says, God makes all grace abound towards us. Yes. So that we always have all sufficiency and an abundance of every good work. Yeah. That's the grace of God. He said that he'd given it to you so that you would have the abundance to do the work in which he's called us to do. But we sometimes in the kingdom of God, not realizing the principles of the kingdom of God, yes. we don't live in the fullness so that we can be a blessing to the world. Yes, come on. But yet we depend on the world to give us the homes, the jobs, the yes. cars. We're, we're supposed to be able to spread our words and create in the atmosphere. Jesus, come on. Jesus. We haven't been framed and right. No, we haven't. Hallelujah. And we can't frame broken. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on. That when the testing comes, you cannot be broke. And I'm not talking about financially broken. I'm talking about broken where you no longer have the hope of your calling. Come on. The assurance of your salvation, knowing that the grace of God abounds in your life. And he has released abundance in that grace. Yes, yes. What is grace? It is the unmerited favor of God. I don't care how hard you work in the church. Outside the church, you can never earn the grace of God. It came freely through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. But yes. grace will make you get up and work. Oh, yes, it is. Grace will make you fulfill the promises of God upon your life. Grace will not allow you to stay stagnated. Because every time you think about the amazing grace of God that saved a wretch like us, you want to get up and you want to do something for the kingdom of the living God. Yes. Teach pastor. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, I honor the Lord with my wealth and the first fruit of my produce. Because he's made me wealthy, so that means I'm giving back to the kingdom of God. Yes. Then my barns will be filled with plenty, my vats will overflow with new wine. Yes, come on. If we never give anything, we aren't going to receive anything. Mm. Right, right. That if God is giving me my first fruit, then my first fruit that I receive from God, I need to give back to him. Yes. If God has made me wealthy, then I need to give back to God. Yes, amen. Yes. There is nothing that you have in this life that you can take with you. Amen. Amen. Don't store up and not give out. Come on, hallelujah. This is a season because you are framing. You're framing yeah. your life by the word of God and what the word of God says. That God said, I have made you wealthy. Yes, amen. So that you can be a blessing to me and my people. Hallelujah. I have not made you wealthy so that you can harbor all I'm giving unto you so that your backs will always be filled. Now fill somebody else's house. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. You better teach. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You better teach. Malachi 3 and 10 says, I will bring the whole tide. Not a piece of it. Not I'll pay you tomorrow, God. I got to pay my bills first. I will bring the whole tide into the storehouse. In doing that, he opens up the windows of heaven for me and he pours out blessings so great that I don't have enough room for it. Yes. And I'm saying to, not the strivers, but I'm saying to those who have purpose and committed and have been consistently tithing. Not because you're just waiting on God to do something, but because it's what the word of God tells you to do. 
Now this is a prophetic word to you. That you have been faithful in your tithing because the word of God tells you that you ought to bring your tithe to the storehouse. But then also you have been giving offerings. Whether it be tangible in finance or your time. God says that those seeds that you have sown based on the word of God, look for the harvest. Continue to commit your heart to giving unto the works of the kingdom of the living God and watch God make your life fruitful. And watch God make you wealthy. In John, 3 John 1 and 3, it says, I prosper in all things. I remain in health just as my soul prospers. That we're in a season and we're in a time when God is going to bring forth the natural resources to us, but he's going to give us a long life to live, to see that. To be satisfied with the things in which he's about to bless us with. This is a year, this is a time when God is making your whole life prosperous. And I don't want us to just get caught up on the tangible part of the prosperity. But he said, I want you to be in good health and prosperous. Even as your soul does prosper. Yes. Psalms 32 and 15. I'm almost done. God abundantly blesses my provision. God abundantly blesses my provision. Amen. I mean, everything concerns me. God doesn't just bless it a little bit. Okay. He abundantly blesses. Yes. Yes. If He's provided a house for me. He has abundantly blessed my home to be paid off. If he's given me a part of drive, he has abundantly blessed it to be paid off in full. If he called me to ministry, he's abundantly blessed my body to preach and to deliver his word. Luke 6.38 I give and I receive. But how do I receive? Good measure. Yes. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Yes. Will it be put into my lap? Yes. Hallelujah. All good things. Because I decree the word of the living God is my declaration. Yes. I proclaim it as an absolute truth that what God has said according to his word I too will be like Mary. Lord, give it unto me yes. according to thy word. Yes. I might not understand it in its totality, but if you said it, Lord, be it unto me. And the Lord looks down on us as we say that. And so shall it be. Right. Yes. Press down. Run it over. Right. Good measure. Right. Well, I call all these things that you have decreed, decreed and declared. Just walk into it. Yes. With your eyes wide open. Yes. Yes. 